Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to UNCFM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105.1 in Luton and down south. Indeed, there's a lot of other channels I know that are taking the show as well. So we're hoping with all of you and all of you listening in and all the channels this, uh, that are taking the shows that this information will be repeated and spread across to everybody. I, I know we're talking about some sensitive issues this evening. We're talking about some sensitive medical terms with our GPs talking about cancer maybe not all of them are suitable for children and as we mentioned uh, before in the first half of the show you may need to um, think about that as we go into the second half and do you want your children to be tuned into the second half of the show but we do feel it's important to get the messages about cancers in particular out there to our communities there's a lot of confusion and people don't know what to do or where to go. So we're by talking about it, we're kind of breaking down that confusion and getting the correct information to you by experienced GPs, NHS people here in front of me that have dealt with different cancers and know what they're talking about. Um, so please do tune in and get the correct information this evening, inshallah. If you want to speak to our GPs and don't want to um, have a conversation on air, do ring in with your with your name and number and just leave your number and somebody will get back to you again on that, inshallah. And the number is 0121 772 or you can email info at unityfm.net also and leave an email and we can forward it to our GPs inshallah who do a lot of other things as well as being GPs a lot of voluntary work and they're very willing to come and help you and thank you so much both Dr. Osman and Dr. Asfia to come in today and giving up your time I know you're very very busy to get this information across to, to people mashallah we, we talked a lot uh, about the different kind of male and female cancers before the break um, what kind of risk factors should people look out for when we're talking about cancers? Okay, so in terms of risk factors, there are some that we call fixed, which perhaps you may not be able to do anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few of them, though. So they are things like your genes. So some people are born with cancers, sadly, and some people have it in their family history, which means a member of their family has already been diagnosed with cancer. And again, that may be carried on genes. There's not much we can do about that. And the other thing is age. So we know that over 60% of cancers are diagnosed in people over the age of 65. So the majority of cancers will be diagnosed in later life. So those are things that perhaps we can't do anything about. But there are many, many more things where we can do something about. We call them variable risk factors or modifiable, which means we can make a change and that can make a big difference to the outcome and that can actually prevent cancers from happening. So the two biggest risk factors that we know about through the evidence and the research, number one will probably be smoking. So if you don't smoke, you need to make a pledge that you never will smoke. And if you do smoke, you need to make a pledge that you will stop smoking because it is common knowledge now that this is directly related to cancer. And the other thing is obesity, which may not be known as well, but it's almost just as big a risk factor as smoking but probably is not seen as dangerous, mm-hmm. but it is. And there are so many things we can do and we can help, not to say that it's easy to reduce weight when you've got excess weight, but it is very possible. And so these are preventable things. And then there are a whole host of other things. So, for example, if you have a poor immune system and then there's just chemicals, toxins, viruses, hormones 
too much sun, x-rays, you know, so there's a whole host of other things. They make up a much smaller number of the cancers. The biggest, biggest causes of cancers are smoking and obesity, and they are both lifestyle issues, and I think there are lifestyle solutions to them. And we're going to come to some solutions um, before we end the show. And actually, we're talking about it at a very good time, still in uh, in the beginning of the new year, 2020, where we can make New Year's resolutions and put those goals into place and put an action plan in place to actually achieve this. Uh, and with Ramadan not that long away, there is time there to do something before Ramadan and really have a, a much better Ramadan because of it. So I'm looking forward to coming back to that when we put in some, some solutions in place. Is there any Thing that you'd like to add on to the risk factors there that you think it's um, that, uh, that uh, Dr. Asfiel was talking about that we um, on top of the smoking and the obesity actually obesity was something which was surprised for me you know, smoking we kind of we've been hearing about it a lot but obesity some people are kind of naturally like that they're naturally a bit overweight and uh, they've been like that all their lives should they be worried as well? Well um, it's like uh, Dr. Asfia mentioned, mm. uh, obesity is a risk factor. Mm. And I think we should come back to Islam here in mm. answering that question. Uh, because the second part of your question is, should they be worried? As a Muslim, we should never be worried. But we should always trust in Allah. Mm-hmm. But we should do. Mm-hmm. So our response to any issue should be, okay, I have a risk factor. For example, if it's obesity, mm-hmm. I have a risk factor where I uh, have this problem Mm -hmm. should I do something about it Mm -hmm. is the question as opposed Mm -hmm. to should I worry about it because worrying is not going to change anything if you don't change your lifestyle SubhanAllah excellent advice yes wonderful so that and that's so from our Islamic uh, our religion ourselves that we need to do something and there's so much evidence of that you know if we come with a hand Allah will come with an arm if we come walking Allah will come running to us but we need to make the first step exactly mm. so I think the whole point of today is about advising people to make that first step and it links back to you know what we were mentioning before sometimes mm. people feel embarrassed or have anxieties about um, discussing something with the GP so the hold in all that's going to do is you're just going to have that constant anxiety with you mm-hmm. 90% of the time even if somebody ends up getting diagnosed once they've been in to see us and had that chat with us the anxiety levels actually go down because they feel like something's being done mm-hmm. you know something's being looked into and it's not just a niggling fear in the back of your head about mm-hmm. something going on mm-hmm. so it's about making a change uh, if it's a lifestyle problem mm-hmm. if it's obesity or smoking or other lifestyle mm-hmm. factors mm-hmm. Um and if it's not lifestyle factors or if it's just a worry about whether you've got symptoms it's about going in and making an appointment Mm -hmm. and the other two positive things i would add is that even if you did see a doctor and it was you know cancer was a suspicion Mm -hmm. and you'd be referred uh, it's quite a fast track route to be referred to a specialist care to the hospital to confirm or exclude it the majority people that are referred in that way are not diagnosed with cancer it's so about 90%. Yeah. <coughs> Subhanallah. Don't yeah. have cancer. Subhanallah. So the people that come earlier yeah. with whatever symptoms they have yeah. to to the GPs and get yeah. referred early, 90% of those yes. don't have. Mashallah. Yes. It's actually listeners, if you're listening yeah. to this and are worried about it, just go, go yeah. to your GPs. Well, with two lovely GPs like yourselves, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot of other lovely GPs there that are welcoming. They've, and you've heard it all before. It's not embarrassing for you because yeah. you're, you're there. Yeah. You, you hear stories you hear different things days in day out and same with obesity Mm. Um, a positive thing about that is that 
There's a graded association, so there are over 13, and a lot of them are common cancers <coughs> associated with obesity, but it's graded in that even if you lost a small amount of weight, you have already reduced your risk factors for cancer because it's not just, well, are you overweight or are you not, but how much overweight you are. Mm -hmm. So just making that mindful decision, that choice to say, well, even if I lost a few kilos, that could make a difference. I'm going to do that. That could make a bigger difference to the outcome. And that links to what you mentioned with New Year's resolution because mm -hmm. what we sometimes see, unfortunately, is... Uh, drastic change is never permanent it's like that gym membership you know mm. then you go every day for the next two weeks mm. and suddenly you're not going at all mm -hmm. the important and thing unfortunately for that if i can say you probably still keep up your membership for years later exactly. and paying the money but exactly. don't go yeah. but the important thing with lifestyle changes is they need to be sustainable mm. i think any any lifestyle changes that are sustainable will have a m bigger impact than uh, lifestyle changes which are quite drastic but mm. then they end up reversing. And that's also part of Islam isn't it to be consistent like even in our ibadah yeah. so whether it be praying or fasting as opposed to doing sort of huge, huge amounts exactly. and then nothing for the rest of the mm -hmm. year to make mm -hmm. it consistent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that would It's the same, these concepts that are, are found in Islam are are uh, translatable mm -hmm. you know the ideas the concepts mm -hmm. um, which you can bring into other aspects of your life um, because everything Rasulullah taught us is is for every aspect of our life we hear that but where's the implementation and this is a perfect example mm -hmm. where the Prophet was told about a woman who did a lot of excessive actions and, and he said you know he would have preferred that she did something little and often mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. opposed to doing a lot at once mm -hmm. And uh, this relates to uh, food as well. You know, um, we often hear the hadith about having a third for food, a third for water, and a third just leaving your stomach empty so you've got room to comfortably breathe. Mm -hmm. And this hadith, my teacher Mufti Sab, he gave us one interpretation of this hadith, and he said this hadith can also be applied to finance. So when you're managing your financial affairs, you have a third which you use in your day-to-day -day living, a third which you keep for necessity, and a third as savings. Subhanallah. So, so it's, a, it's a great concept. It's a third, 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 mashallah. Yeah. Which it's is about moderation, it balance, is, yeah. and consistency. Yeah. These yeah. things are yeah. the things that have a real effect. Yeah. Drastic change all at once yeah. doesn't really have an a long term but mm. sometimes people just they feel that fear or frustration and, and they react and they think I want to do something Yeah. Um, but think before you decide what you're going to do and mm -hmm. ask yourself is this something that I can carry on for the rest of my life and if the answer is no then it's probably not something that's going to make a huge change and like Dr. Asfia said if, you, if, if it's a problem that you have of excess weight don't look at it like I need to suddenly become a skinny person and do something drastic to get there mm -hmm. it's about I need to even lose a little bit of weight and drastically reduce my risk of cancer. Mm. Wonderful. And I know you do a lot of work with SMBF as mm, well. Right. And you have your, your some of the things that you're talking here, there's a conference, isn't there, uh, coming up, you're talking about uh, hereditaries, and uh, you just do a lot of things about, um, what was that about? It's not about hereditaries, In about inheritance. Inheritance, inheritance thank inheritance you. I couldn't remember yeah, the yeah. word there. Inheritance, uh, and lots of other things as well that you yeah, do. So, so that, with, yeah. with SMBF, so we're, we're a mm. network of mm -hmm. Muslim businesses and mm -hmm. professionals, mm -hmm. and uh, we have three main aims, really. The first is to promote networking, mm -hmm. to develop mutually beneficial relationships, so Muslim businesses and professionals using each other's resources, uh, you know, supporting each other. Uh, the second is to teach the Islamic and ethical way of work and 
templates or presenting ourselves in the right way. And the third one, which is what you just mentioned, is um, we work in the community. So it's to develop a platform as a professional voice for the Muslim community, and we do community projects. So we've got some mentoring clinics coming up, which are free, uh, which will be advertised on our social media pages mm -hmm. as a Support Muslim Business Forum. We also uh, have had uh, seminars on mental health in Islam, mm -hmm. end-of-life care, um, bereavement and burial. We've got another one coming up on bereavement and burial as well on the 7th of March. On the 22nd of February, we're doing life support training. Alhamdulillah, we've trained over about 200, 300 people in basic Mashallah. life support. And uh, I can recommend that because yeah. I was one of you, you those 200 or 300 people. people yes. Mashallah, it's really, really yeah. good, really important actually. And it's really good for any of our listeners or for themselves to know, but also if they've got children, these are skills everybody should know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and in, in that same line, in trying increasing our awareness and knowledge of important topics, we've got an inheritance uh, in Islam seminar coming up on, on the 1st of February, mm -hmm. teaching the laws of inheritance mm -hmm. and how you apply them when you're dividing your wealth mm -hmm. as well. Um, so we work in a lot of different areas in the community um, and w in, in the field of healthcare this is an area that we're looking at and uh, Dr. Asfia does the Happy Hub as well so we're looking to work with her to do something on, on lifestyle as well to, to increase people's awareness because it's hard to cover in a one hour show mm -hmm. how do you change your lifestyle? <laughs> exactly, so, it is. Yeah. what a lovely title I need to know more about Happy Hub <laughs> oh, sounds so, great yeah. I'm kind of known as the Happy Hub lady yeah. in the sort of spheres of... Um, Central and South <laughs> Birmingham, but uh, so I'm part of a, a group of GPs, uh, part of a smart care federation of GPs, which just uh, lots of surgeries that work at scale to do things like this really for the community. Um, and it was an idea we had to kind of highlight the fact that we can do things for ourselves, but we may need to uh, learn what we can do to help ourselves in self-care and how to use the NHS in more appropriate ways so that it can help us. And uh, it's it's been really great. So, you know, we'd do it um, once a month. We'd get together in a community centre and we'd have, like, TED-style talks about lifestyle and just, you know, things like, uh, you know, eating less carb, you know, your myth-busting and, you know, what are healthy fats and, um, and what are community cures. So what can we do as a community to help ourselves and uh, boost our immune system and boost our health, whether it be mind, body and soul. So... Uh, we do that and that's what we're doing we're teaching things like healthy lifestyles which to me is one of the biggest preventions that we have not only for cancer but things like you know diabetes cardiovascular disease so any heart disease you know these things that are the one some of the biggest killers in this country um, and to me healthy lifestyle doesn't just mean eating less and doing more I think there's a lot more to it and it involves a lot of things that are based in Islamic teachings for example giving you know, sharing, learning, having gratitude, mm -hmm. being mindful, you know, meditating. If that includes prayer, then, you know, that all these things have been shown to boost your immune system and to help you live a healthier life in general. Now, of course, I'm talking about prevention, so I'm not necessarily talking about having a diagnosis of cancer and the treatment of cancer, but I'm talking about the stages before where we can look after ourselves because we know that it's very prevalent. So what can we do to make sure or to, as much as we can, do what we've been told to do, which is to look after our bodies, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. It is a mana, we are given this, and it's our responsibility to look after it so that we can do whatever you set your goals to be and what your purpose in life is to be. Mm -hmm. If that is ibadah, if that is to be able to 
make God happy, whatever it may be, you need to look after the vehicle mm. that you have got. And that, that reminds me of a hadith of Rasulullah uh, where he said there are two blessings which many people lose. Uh, they are health and free time for doing good. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's something, good health was something that was mentioned by Rasulullah He said, there's nothing wrong with being rich for one who has piety, but good health for one who has piety is better than riches. And being of good cheer is a blessing. So Rasulullah yes. emphasized the importance of good health, mm. and we shouldn't look at that as uh, some, he he didn't. We shouldn't look at that as meaning that people who've just automatically got good health. But that's also something for us to reflect upon because riches are something which you can acquire with your efforts, mm. and good health is also something you can acquire mm. with your efforts. Mm. And Rasulullah is saying, if you are a person of piety and somebody who wants to. Be, you know, uh, spend your life to better yourself and, and fulfill your purpose as a Muslim, mm. then good health will assist you in that more than wealth will. SubhanAllah, mm. there's a, a lot there uh, to, mm. to in our Islam that we need to absorb and digest and understand. Even when you were talking there about happy hub, I was mm. thinking of smiling and how much, you know, it says in our Islam, mm. a smile is a charity and how it does affect us. And we know it, the endorphins are released when we're smiling and what, what we know if psychologically that affects us a lot, but does it affect on us also physically wise? Yes. I'm sure it does. It does. There's a lot yeah. of things relating to this, which you, we're finding in research now, like even to do with, you know, like for example, with SMBF we have a community and mm -hmm. it gives a lot of people a place to go mm -hmm. and you know uh, a people to connect with and, and, and uh, be a part of mm -hmm. and uh, we've lost that as Muslims unfortunately that community aspect and loneliness uh, has about the same risk as heart disease uh, as, as smoking 10-15 uh, cigarettes a day so, you know, that's an evidence that, you know, psychological uh, distress uh, contributes to physical illness. And there's there's so much research and evidence which is coming out to support that idea. So, you know, um, Islam offers us a holistic solution for our mental well-being, spiritual well-being and physical well-being. And we should... Um, look at all of those things because the Prophet ﷺ told one of the Sahabas who was exerting himself too much in worship mm -hmm. that your body has a right over you, your your you know your partner, family has a right mm -hmm. over you, you know, and God has a right over you as well. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about you know getting screening for cancer and making lifestyle changes, uh, this is uh, uh, you know a responsibility as a Muslim. Yeah. It's one of your responsibilities. If mm -hmm. you consider looking after your family, one of your responsibilities. If you consider your prayers, one of your responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Consider looking after your health, one of your responsibilities, as advised by our messenger. Mm -hmm. And that could be slowing down a little bit if you're very busy working a lot I know in the community we all there's so much work needed yeah. out there but sometimes you know we, we don't realise that we're working seven days a week yeah. with community with our paid work with everything that goes on and we do need to kind of slow down and look after ourselves to boost our own immune system so inshallah that we don't get sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we have that problem <laughs> <laughs> we do but it's 
it's also about not doing things on autopilot mm. you know that slowdown being is about present. you being present being mindful which is all centered in islamic yes, teachings yeah. you know i being think conscious yes, absolutely yeah. but yeah and being and being present you're mm-hmm. absolutely right so we're constantly worrying about what's gone on before us and what's going to happen after us mm-hmm. and we never really stop to think about what we're actually doing now and and i think part of a healthy lifestyle so one would be to set a goal I think to start off is to set a goal and then to nourish your mind, body and soul. And if that means detoxing, then it's detoxing in all those areas because we are living quite toxic lives at the moment. Um, and then having healthy connections, which is what you were talking about, um, you know, with your charity. It's just so important. I don't think people realise that healthy connections, healthy relationships, healthy environments, that is so important for leading a healthy life. Whereas people don't see it as important as other things like perhaps stop smoking or, you know, mm. losing weight. Um, and that connection, you know, not only is with other people. So for us, it would know, be our families, our patients, but also our connection with God, if that is important to you. And that can make a profound difference on your health and how you uh, respond to things. Um, and also being closer to nature. So, you know, you were talking about how isolation is just as dangerous as smoking well being sedentary being indoors you know that's also a massive health risk that people don't realize <coughs> you know the world health organization are thinking of putting it out there as a you know, public health warning yeah. that we're becoming so sedentary and yeah. being active is again part of our religion yeah. Yeah. like if you look at the way allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed us uh, we're not designed to be sat down all day <laughs> so, and when we do that and then we get sick and we wonder why we're sick Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and tying into, you know, what Dr. Aswe is saying, look at our prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if we were designed to be mm-hmm. people who are sedentary, mm-hmm. our prayers would just be sitting down and reciting something. Mm-hmm. But look at the amount of physical activity that goes into from making wudu to praying. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of activity that, that mm-hmm. you're doing as a person. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and, you know, uh, encouraging us to go to the masjid to mm-hmm. pray, even in the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, women went to the masjid today. Women yeah. should still go to the masjid mm-hmm. to pray as mm-hmm. even for Jummah, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and people have these misconceptions, you know. Uh, so, you know, um, going to the masjid to pray, coming back, the prayer itself, mm-hmm. you know, um, all of these different, you know, if you look at Islam as a whole, look at the pilgrimage, mm-hmm. look at all of the the things we're asked to do it's a, it's a very active mm. religion mm-hmm. uh, but then when we're not practicing the aspects of islam which are active we suddenly become completely sedentary mm-hmm. in fact some of our patients do set goals that they would like to um, always be able to stand in prayer and to do that you you know you will have to make changes to your lifestyle <laughs> if you want to be able to do that you know being that sedentary and and not being mindful about what you're eating exactly. may mean that you can't carry on standing in prayer. And to be grateful of that, actually, I have a, a friend of mine and I got a message from her about two weeks ago and now. She has got cancer. She's recovering from it. And she said, my first time to do sujood in three months. And she was so grateful. And we don't think that even Absolutely. not doing sujood, how we're going to miss it. She said that was the most I missed mm. in that being time. Able to do that. To be, mm. So being able to do that was wonderful for her. Indeed, we're coming towards the end of the show and I know we, we the time passes by so quickly already. We're nearly there. What other tips can we give to people? Is there anything else? We've talked about yeah. a lot of great things here. So I'm just going to rush through the <laughs> few tips. Um, so generally, you know, if we think about cancer being um, this abnormality in cells, some damage has to happen at the the cell level you know the building blocks of the cells and so what we really need to do is boost our immune systems to 
build up our defences against this. Um, and so some simple ways, if you don't remember anything else, is just to remember balance and moderation. So everything that we do, whether it be how we eat, how we nourish ourselves, how we do stress management, you know, how grateful we are, we need to think about what actually boosts our immune system, what makes us feel well, so ways to well-being. And one of the biggest things is to eat naturally, to in fact live naturally. So, you know, not to have fake things around us, not to eat fake things and process things, um, to eat in moderation, to eat a diverse diet, to be more plant-based and less meat, which again, that there is a hadith as well about that. So not to eat meat every day. Um, and fasting. So fasting is an amazing way um, to detox the body and is, of course, one of the pillars of our, our faith. Um, and prayer, prayer, contemplation, zikr, you know, having restful sleep. And so doing the duas before we go to sleep, being positive um, and connecting, like I said, with our community. And that may mean that we have to forgive and we have to let things go but to remember that the community is uh, a valuable resource for good health. MashaAllah, that is excellent advice. Any very quick, I'm afraid, we are the last 10, yeah, 20 just, seconds. Just to, t- to tie, uh, tie in what Dr. Asri was saying, I think the key point to remember is that it's not about looking compartmentalizing things. Mm-hmm. It's about your whole lifestyle and the way you live. And, you know, to finish, we should look at the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And everything he did was perfect. And everything he did was in balance, whether he was spending time with his family, sleeping, eating, um, praying, uh, looking after his community it was a complete and perfect balance and that's the, the the real lesson that we should take and implement into our lives he he played sports he did horse riding he raced he played with his family he swam and he ate a healthy diet with hardly any meat in it mm-hmm. so if we make those changes we reduce our risk for almost half of cancers mashallah it was wonderful having you both here and I think we need to have you back again because I know there's a lot more questions about cancer that we actually didn't get a chance to talk about today and uh, inshallah the next time we will in, indeed Jazakallah khairan for both of you for, you for for giving us. your time and uh, thank you so much and may Allah help us that this message will be spread to everybody indeed such lovely messages and lovely tips here so Jazakallah khairan to you both inshallah listeners I hope you enjoyed it and please spread the word indeed inshallah and uh, do tune into us next time inshallah when we have another interesting topic and have a good week look after yourself eat healthy and pray and be God conscious and be aware inshallah assalamu alaikum